Well, that um, that intro is about as short as we had hope this season, Gabe, for the White Sox to make the playoffs as they were officially eliminated since our last recording. And for Gabe Ramirez at Chicago underscore Gabe and myself at Shane underscore Reardon on Twitter. This is the Southsiders podcast. And God bless the heart of our producer, Tyler. He made a rundown for us. And topic one is, you know, recap the, <laughs> the loss of the Twins last night. And then, you know, get into playoff elimination and, you know, preview the next series. I don't know about you guys, but I haven't watched a fucking game since the first couple innings of that Saturday loss to the Tigers when they lost six in a row and were swept by the Guardians and the Tigers in the homestand. I don't plan on watching. I'm not doing it. You can't out of all of, and I still have like tickets to another game. I still have tickets to my Monday game. So if anybody wants those, if nobody wants them, I'll probably end up going. So I guess I am watching, but I'm not, I'm not taking my time up in the evenings and watching them on television. I didn't watch it yesterday during the day. I had an off day because there was a Cubs day game. I didn't watch the day game when they won. What? Like what would you, there's no sense in watching. Tony's not coming back. They're eliminated from the playoffs. It's not going to be Miguel Cairo. Ozzie Guillen is putting himself out there, but it's not going to be Ozzy. It's just, it's not going to be. It's probably going to be AJ Pruszynski, and I don't really like that move either. I, I said on the last episode that I prefer somebody like Eduardo Perez. Um, but why don't you like AJ? It, it's just, it screams White Sox. It just screams, let's okay. pick the guy that that we know has ties to the organization w- without any experience whatsoever. It's the, it's the okay, I, know, I know you don't watch soccer. I know you don't watch soccer. I know this. But one of the best teams in soccer is a team called Bayern Munich. Yeah, I know that team. Okay. And they're they're during throughout their entire existence, their plan is always to hire former coaches as managers. Former players as managers. managers. Exactly. Former players as managers, because their their ideology is that no one will care as much about the team than a former player. And I'm just talking about one of the greatest franchises in soccer history. Um, and I believe that. I think Ozzy really cared about the team when he was here. I think Robin Ventura, despite having a shitty team, cared. And then I think AJ, like not only will he care, but he'll make the he'll he'll try to make the guys care. He'll try to make the players care. And I yeah. think that that was something that lacked you know this season is the caring part of it, right? It was it was we're good baseball players and 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 we play baseball well, and therefore we should win. As opposed to like Jose Abreu, like, no, dude, you don't understand. Sox fans fucking are hurting, and they really want you to play your, your ass off so you can win this division where everyone's hovering around 500, you know? Yeah, I get that. I do. And I think A.J. Pruszynski is a very smart baseball guy. I think he understands the game. Anytime he's in the booth with Fox, um, we had his broadcast partner, Adam Amin, on last week, and he was singing his praises. Um, anytime he was in the radio booth uh, doing guest hits with the White Sox this earlier this season, he's smart. He gets it. I just there's a name I said on the Parkinson Spiegel show um, might have been whenever the, whenever Bernstein reported that he wasn't coming back was that Monday? I think it was Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, I said the name Willie Harris, mm-hmm. and then. 45 minutes later, an hour later, NBC Sports Chicago scooped me with no credit. Um, This is somebody who was a manager at the minor league level for the White Sox, who's now the third base coach 
for the Cubs and who players are absolutely obsessed with. Hmm. We had Willie on uh, Parkinson Spiegel like two months ago, and he was incredible. Absolutely incredible. Had, had players like coming up to him do, during the interview, giving him shit and stuff like that. He just, he's a player manager. He understands the game. He's a modern day baseball guy. Um, and more importantly, he's somebody who can be around here for the next 15 years. That's and what I'm looking for in my, my next White Sox manager. Huh? And he checks the box of being a former player. And he checks the box of being a former player. So if you want to go that route, just give me somebody that already has Major League Baseball coaching experience. Just give me that. I, I'm not asking for much. I love AJ. AJ is one of my favorite White Sox of all time. And maybe he will have a managerial job with this this organization sometime down the line. But I don't want, again, for the next manager of the White Sox to be managing for the first time ever. Yeah. AJ doesn't have any coaching experience. That makes sense. And you know what? When you bring up that point, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think that, uh, you know, when you're looking at a guy like Willie Harris, he's been there, man. And he's dealt with a young team in the Cubs, right? So he knows how to handle guys like that. But. I think there is something to being a player's coach. You kind of have to be in 2022. You hear, you know, any veteran tell you how the game's changed and they coddle players in any professional sport, right? Not just baseball, but football, basketball. You hear some of the older veterans speak that. And if you're if you haven't been attached to the game in the present, then you have no way of being a bridge between the two. And so when you say Willie Harris's name, I, first of all, I love the fact that he was like, I hope that my name is you know, rumbling in the buildings. I think that was the quote, something along those lines. And I wholeheartedly agree with that. I think, listen, experience obviously is valuable to the White Sox. That's why they brought in Tony La Russa. Um, But a cheap contract is also important to the White Sox. That's why they brought in Rick Renteria. That's why they, you know, went went that, that route those days. So it'd be nice for them to get it right. And Willie Harris, I mean, I know nothing about him as a coach. So, I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't, you know, you, you had him on, so you were able to hear him speak. You were able to hear his baseball mind. I just know Willie Harris, the player, right? So I, I would love to know more about that. But, again, I, I'm all about bringing guys back that played for the organization, especially somebody that was coaching for the Cubs because he understands the dynamic in the city. It's, 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 it's a unique beast, you know what I mean? And if you want to step up to the plate, literally. Um, and he understands you gotta- youth. I mean, he, he's the third base coach on that on that Cubs team. He's – He's the infield coach. He's working with guys like Chris Morrell, and he's yeah. working with with guys like Wilson Contreras. He understands personality. He understands ego. He understands divas. Like he is the perfect fit. Um, and I hope they make the right call. And not only do they know him as a player, they also know him as a coach. He came up coaching through the White Sox minor league system before he took the major league job with the Cubs. So oh, is that right? Oh, yeah, awesome. Yeah, I, th- I think Willie Harris. I think the highest he got was he coached double A. Dude, that's bad. He was the head coach. Yeah, that's badass. Either way, I mean, I'm 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 here for it. You know what I mean? I'm I'm here for those kinds of moves, Shane. I'm here for for guys that can speak the language. You know, it's we all thought there was such a huge or going to be such a huge disconnect between Larusa and the current White Sox players because of the age gap, because of the style of baseball. And we were almost anticipating a rift between the two of them, between the two sides. So like I said, to get a guy like Willie in that space, but is that going to be enough? 
is a, is a is a managerial change enough for the White Sox? What do you think about? No, it it starts the blow, with up, the blow up narrative and the blow up conversation. No. No, 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 no. They're going to have to trade a piece or two away from the major league level. And we talked about that on Monday, whether it be Eloy or Andrew Vaughn or Gavin Sheets. Um, I, I think those are the three that one of those guys will go. One or two of those guys will go. But I think the change that's needed is culture. And I think that was clear when Tony left the clubhouse on a permanent basis. Yeah. You're always going to get that new manager bump, I think. But the culture just changed. Guys yeah. seemed to be in a better mood, um, and that resulted in winning baseball games. And I, I, I misspoke. I don't think Willie Harris was ever a, a head coach in the White Sox organization, but he was a hitting coach um, in, like, the lower level, and then he was a head coach in the Giants, in the San Francisco Giants organization oh. before he went over to the Cubs. Um, yeah, it's just – it's a culture thing. And you need someone younger. You need someone who can relate to these players. And you can either go the Willie Harris route or what I've been preaching, the Eduardo Perez route, and really lean into the Latin relationships. And Eduardo Perez loves the organization. He talks highly about the organization on Sunday Night Baseball broadcast on ESPN. Um, either of those would be a knockout hire, in my opinion. But I think it's a culture change that's needed, and that starts with the man up top. Yeah. I agree. I think there's something has to be done. I mean, it's, it'll be interesting to see what happens and what you don't want is another Band-Aid, right? And I feel like that's what the White Sox have been giving us. Band-Aids. Like, here, here's a boo-boo. Here, put a fucking Band-Aid on. It's like, no, that's what I Did I can't hear you. That's what Ozzy is. Ozzy's a Band-Aid. Think so? Yeah. I mean, I'm a big fan of Ozzy. So, so am me, I. I love him. But I don't think he's a Band-Aid. I think he's, a, he's an actual solution. But, but he's not your manager for the next 15 years. I want my Bruce Bochy. I want my Bud Black. I want my Terry Francona. I want my Joe Girardi. I want my... Um, but Shane, uh, but Shane, I hear you. But, but the thing is this, right? When you're dealing with... And you, we know this from any sport. When you're dealing with a championship caliber team, and that's a very loose statement right there. Um, but it's hard to secure a manager that can coach at that level and then deal with a re rebuild you know, because that's what White Sox do. They're not like the, the Astros where they just, you know, churn out talent and turn out competing teams. They're like a, a, an ebbs and flow kind of kind of a squad. So I guess what I'm saying, all that to say, I think Ozzy is the is the answer now. And then your next guy, right? Like your David Ross type is, is the next guy is the one that's going to take you for that decade. Because then then you change how you make up your team. Because right now you're in you're in a win now mode. And then I think that once those guys start leaving, then you could have a guy that could be there that can kind of manage the squad through its ups and downs for the next 10 years. You're, you're literally describing a Band-Aid. You're describing something that sits there while the, the wound underneath heals. Well, okay, I hear you. I hear, and, that's a, and you're right, you're right. But I think it's a, I, I guess when I'm thinking Band-Aid, I'm thinking Edgar Renteria. I'm thinking a guy that's a placeholder. I'm thinking of Rick David Renteria. Ross. Rick Renteria, sorry. Where I'm thinking of a placeholder, you know what I'm saying? I'm thinking of someone that's just there to hold it down. That's what I'm talking about in terms of a managerial candidate that is a band-aid solution. I feel like it's someone that can take you to the promised land. And I think Ozzy's that dude. I think every, for every reason you touched on earlier, he could speak the language of the Latin players, not literally, but you know, figuratively. He uh he under, he's a, he's passionate about the White Sox to the umph degree. 
he will hold players accountable. We remember some of those post-game uh, interviews where he was just like, these guys suck. They're, they're not playing, you know what I mean? So I feel like you can't get the best. So, so again, I, I, you're right, man. It is a Band-Aid, but Band-Aid to me in this analogy is more so someone that is a placeholder until things get better, until we, we hire the right guy to take us to that next level. So I think there's a, uh, 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 what's, what's bigger than a bandaid? What's, what's better than a bandaid? Like, um, uh, what's those better? The square, the square, some gauze. What, I, I, I think some gauze. <laughs> I, I don't. I think we need to get away from the medical supply uh, metaphor okay. because okay. I don't think any of them are meaning what you mean to mean. And I understand what you're saying. Okay. I understand that, that you're saying, in the interim. They're in a weird position where they do have a championship caliber roster. The ability, the talent on the roster is good enough to win a World Series, to for sure win a division. The talent is there. Ozzy can be the guy to take them there without being the guy forever because this core probably has four more years left. Right. That's what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And Ozzy probably has can have four more years of relevancy left mm-hmm. in, in, in baseball. And I just, I don't, it, I just, I want the next exciting thing. I want the White Sox to be in the news for hiring and winning with the new hot young coach. You know, I'm talking about okay. the new, the new face of baseball managing. I don't want the White Sox to be in the news for the second straight hire of bringing back their guy. Yeah. And I know, I know Ozzy and Tony are not, anywhere close to being the same thing. Like Ozzy is still right there. His head's in the game. Like he knows what's going on. He's watching it every single day. He's following this team every single day. He's in that clubhouse two or three times a homestand. He gets it. And I know it could work, but it's just not what I want. Yeah. I hear you. I, I, well, I don't think your work. What happens to Ethan Katz in your, your, he stays. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I, yeah. I don't care who they bring in. The only stipulation about bringing a guy in is you keep Ethan Katz. Okay. That's but I know it. maybe that's illogical because you want to bring in a guy who, who has total control over the, the roster and the coaching staff and the, the baseball portion of the organization. Right. And that that's, that's kind of what moves me away from Ozzy. I don't want Ozzy having control over my 40 man. Okay. I want Ozzy as the day-to-day guy, but baseball is leaning in the direction where the manager, like in football, where the manager has control over the 40-man roster. Right. And I don't I don't really want Ozzy having control over that. I want him there for the day-to-day, but I don't want him scouting. Yeah. I'm gonna be so bummed if the like if the White Sox are in third place purgatory for the next four years, you know. <sighs> And yeah, it's possible. Yeah, <laughs> very, very it's, possible. It's not even possible, Gabe. It's likely probable. Yeah, it's what we see in this organization. It's probable. Yeah, and then what happens there too is you, some of the guys lose fire, right? Like you need Dylan Cease operating at a high level every single game, and he's someone where I can see, like, if the losses pile up, like he's just like, man, fuck this team. I'm not getting the backs. I'm not getting this. I'm not going to be on this team. He got, he got the vax. He didn't get the booster. Sorry. All right. He got the vax. Didn't get the booster. I want to get the booster. 
about this team. <laughs> anyway. yeah, I don't know, man. I, I don't see him as that guy as much as I see Lucas Giolito as that guy, and we've talked about that a little bit. Hey, here. shout out, shout out to his victory though. I, I made money on that. I oh, good. for some odd reason, maybe it was because the Sox have lost so many in a row. And I was like, Giolito is like he you know he reminds me of Kyle Corver. Like Kyle Corver will hit a three-pointer for you if you're up 10. Fucking crush it. Down 10, brick every single one of them. You know what I mean? And so Lucas Giolito, I felt like he's like, oh, it's like this fake, this fake energy where it's like, oh, the team needs me. I got to put the team on my back. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, I, and I felt that. I was like, he's going to pitch well because this game means nothing. And he, in his mind, has his own, like, vendetta out. And he's going to pitch. And then sure enough, he ends the socks in the winning. So I got to shout him out at least. He so said in post game that they just want to finish 500. Shut the fuck up, Lucas. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, man. Just is that what he said? Talk. Is that what he said? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, we really want to finish 500. Shut yeah. the fuck up, dude. I, got no, I don't need I that. Know. 